Hi, my relatable listeners. How are you today? I hope everyone has had a very, very good Christmas holiday season. If you're anything like me, Christmas is your favorite holiday too. Actually, I had to host Christmas Eve um, this past season and it was really great. We had uh, the entire family over and we had a feast. Um, I really, really love hosting uh, Christmas Eve. So, you know, we did the normal thing um, that Catholic, you know, people do. So I had a nice European sea bass. Um, Actually, I had two. And uh, I made some salmon, some um, mushroom stuffed crab, some calamaris, mussels. My mother-in-law made some shrimps and um, some sort of, um, how do you call that again? It's like one of those, oh, clams, like clam chowder. Yes, so uh, it was really good. Um, My children had a great time, my nieces and nephew. It was a very, very, very good special Uh, Christmas Eve together and now I'm um, in the midst of traveling I'll be traveling to my hometown which is Montreal to have the second part of our uh, Christmas holiday so basically um, in Montreal what we do with my family is uh, we spend Christmas here with my uh, in Ontario with my husband and his family and then we move the party to Montreal my hometown with my family and we celebrate new year's together but on new year's eve we actually do the the entire thing all over again you know we open the christmas presents uh we eat a lot of food we drink we have fun we sing we have like uh, karaoke so you know it's gonna be a very fun time and i'm looking forward to it but i couldn't miss um talking to you guys about what has been going on Um, you know, in the housewives world, if you have been paying attention, um, you see that there's a lot of things going on in Jersey for Christmas. You have, um, I believe Teresa posted her first Christmas, um, as a, you know, as a newlywed with Louis, where she was, um, you know, basically posting pictures on, I think I saw this on Bravo, on Bravo um, TV or Bravo, like one of the websites, uh, or, you know, accounts on Instagram where, you know, you see what Teresa did for Christmas Eve, um, with her new family, you know, the nice spread, uh, the seven fishes, although she likes to say that she cooks all fish. She doesn't just limit it to seven. And then, um, you know, you saw Melissa's, uh, Christmas Eve as well. And there was kind of like, you know, a nice spread with the fish and things like that. And she's like, Oh, all my guests know, um, to give me some sprinkle cookies. You know, they don't even have to ask me my guests know to bring me some sprinkle sprinkle cookies, which is kind of like a, you know, a play on, um, Teresa and Melissa's past history, um, regarding the um, sprinkle cookies and the pignoli cookies. So anyways, I thought that was very funny, but, um, have you seen have you seen the new trailer for the real housewives of new jersey i can't wait i can't say it enough i cannot wait for the first episode to air i believe it airs on february 7 but what a trailer wow 
you know, like it seems like in that two minute trailer, we got to see that, okay, there's going to be tension between Teresa and Melissa, of course, what else is new? These two sister-in-laws do not seem like they can never move past things you know it seems like every single season they have to start over or melissa has to prove that you know she has teresa's back and then teresa has to keep the peace with her family and fight with them or whatever whatever the case might be but um we get to see a little glimpse of dolores's new man um i can't remember what his name is is it polly Yes. So, you know, he makes that little joke, Dolores, 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 once I found your clitoris. <laughs> oh, that was funny. But um, yeah, so we get to see a little bit of Polly. We get to see Frank um, missing Dolores. You know, um, I love Frank Catania. I love Frank on the show. I think he is, I can't really call him um a house husband because he's not married to Dolores anymore he hasn't been married to her for quite some time and you know they've had this agreement or arrangement where we're gonna raise the kids together we're gonna be you know a separate couple but still kind of living like a married one and we're not gonna fight in front of our kids so I think that's great and all but at the end of the day Frank is not Dolores's husband and he hasn't been for quite some time and as much as I love Frank on the show I think it's time for him to stop relying emotionally on Dolores and for Dolores to stop relying emotionally on Frank okay um, the relationship is over it hasn't worked for some for, for, for a certain reason whatever that reason may be I know there was some um, not even accusations. I, I believe at this point it's a fact. It was admitted by Dolores and also admitted by Frank that Frank had cheated on Dolores while she was pregnant. So, you know, unable to move forward with, um, you know, the, the, the cheat, the cheating, um, the cheating thing, you know, they went their separate ways and Frank, you know, had his life, um, with his girlfriends, um, Dolores had her life with her boyfriends in and out and things like that. It's great that they great, they kept a very good relationship for the sake of the kids, but I never thought it was quite healthy to have Frank, um, as much part of Dolores's life as, uh, as it was portrayed on the show. Right. So I'm really looking forward to see how that will transpired, um, how that will transpire when it comes to. Dolores's new relationship with uh, Polly and I think um, all of these years maybe Dolores was I don't want to use the word delusional but I think she was kidding herself a little bit by thinking that this is how I like things this is how it is I can't live without Frank he can't live without me we're best friends yada 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 but at the end of the day once the right man comes along the right man will not accept something like this. He will be like, you can be um, cordial, friendly with your ex. You don't have to hate, to hate your ex. But from this point forward, I want to be the number one in your life. So if there's any problems, if there's anything that you need, you come to me. You know, I want to have the opportunity to do it. You don't need to rely on Frank for things like that anymore. I'm the new guy in town, right? So I think Frank has a hard time accepting that 
And I find that sometimes, you know, men can get comfortable, uh, you know, in a particular situation where they're like, well, you know, I'm not with this woman anymore, but if I go to her house right now, you know, she will give me a nice place of food and, you know, she will treat me like we're still married without the, you know, marital benefits and, you know, without everything else that comes with it. So I find that sometimes, you know, to a certain extent, Frank was very comfortable with the situation and um, hindering Dolores from truly moving forward emotionally, um, you know, when it came to her relationships, um, even with David, right? I think for David, he was maybe more willing to accept that, to accept Frank to be a little bit of Dolores's emotional support because David was not necessarily emotional, emotionally available for Dolores or even physically available for her. The guy worked like a hundred hours a week and we never saw him in any of the events that the housewives had. So I think for David that worked, you know, it worked that situation, but for Polly, it's not working and I can't wait to see that on the show. So Moving on to Teresa and Melissa. So at this point, nothing is set in stone. And like, you know, I don't have, uh, I'm not privy to that information, so to speak. But um, I just like to speculate a little bit just based on the trailer and what we've seen. So in the trailer, you see that um, there's an argument between Teresa and Melissa regarding um donna marco okay i'm not quite sure what the argument is all about but what melissa says to Teresa, she says my mother has been nothing but kind to you nothing but nice to you so i don't know what the argument is truly about but i've heard through the grapevine i you know we'll have to confirm this once the season gets released but I've heard through the grapevines that the argument may have um, to do with um, Teresa not inviting Donna Marco and Melissa's sisters or family to her wedding with Louie. So I really don't know if this is true or not. But if this is true, I think that, listen, everyone knows I love Teresa. I think Teresa is the best for the show. I've loved her since season one, obviously as a character of the show. But if this is true, um, I would say that Teresa was wrong in that instance. I believe that she was wrong. And the reason for that is what it means to me is if Teresa did not invite Donna Marco or Melissa's sister to her wedding, it means that Teresa really had no um, real intention on having Melissa and Joe at her wedding because I don't really see how that can be, right? Um, Melissa and Joe have been married for 18 years. Obviously, there has been some tensions between, you know, the siblings for quite some time before they got on the show, while they were on the show, after the show has wrapped up and things like that. But at the end of the day, when you're married or when your brother marries into like or your brother is married to his wife or someone marries into the family, um, they bring their family with them. Okay, so I'm assuming that Donna Marco is the most important person in Melissa's life. Um, that's her mother. Teresa has 
most likely spend some time with her at some point, um, you know, for holidays, events, communions, you know, confirmations, uh, baptism, things like that. So for sure, she has been in the presence of Donna and Melissa's sisters. And I don't really understand why Teresa would not invite her because, um, you know, at some point in time, I, I believe that during one of the reunion, Andy Cohen uh, kind of made a joke and was like, oh, it was great to see, um, you know, Papa Gorga with Donna at the restaurant and kind of just like teasing each other. They seem like they have a nice chemistry. And Teresa said, yes, you know, they're just like that. They always have a great time together. They're best friends. Right. And um, I also remember at some point in time um, when Jennifer was having her her um, Mother's Day um, little gathering. Everybody came to the gathering with their mom. Obviously, Teresa came alone because her mom, her mom had passed away and Teresa got very, very emotional during the gathering and was like, it's hard for me to be here. My mom is not here. It's hard to see you all with your mothers. It makes me miss my, my mom tremendously. And the person who was sitting next to Teresa at that point was Donna Marco. So Teresa was sitting on the couch. Donna was sitting right next to her and Melissa was sitting next to her mother and Donna was the one comforting Teresa and crying with her on that couch. And they were both saying, I miss her so much. I'm so sorry you feel this way. And she was hugging Teresa. And uh, Teresa even said to Donna, I know you miss her too. You know, I know you loved her very much talking about Teresa's mom to Donna. At which point, Melissa kind of jumped in and said, I know you miss your mom. I know it's not the same, but I can share my mother with you. You know, my mom is here for you as well. So I thought that that was a very touching moment, very beautiful moment between the women. So to me, just based on these actions, it doesn't really make sense that Teresa wouldn't invite Donna. It doesn't make sense that she wouldn't invite her to her wedding. Okay. Now, I know there has been tensions in the past um, between Teresa and uh, Melissa's sisters and you know, there were some blogs that were written or some comments made, you know, a long time ago before Melissa joined the show by Lisa Simpson and her other sister and things like that. So I know there is a little bit of, um, I know there's a little bit of, um, there was a little bit of a divide between Teresa and her sister, but it seemed, it seemed like as the show continued that they kind of had moved past it a little bit, I would say. Um, because there's definitely scenes where we see Teresa and Lisa and um, Melissa's other sister interact with each other, laugh. They even go to, um, I think it was Joe Gorga's birthday at some point. They were at the restaurant. They were kind of like eating. And, um, you know, Teresa was talking to the sister about what Jackie had said about Gia and things like that. So they definitely have a relationship. I'm not saying that they have the best chemistry, but they have a relationship somewhat. Those are people that she knows. So in my mind, Teresa should have invited them to. Uh, of course, I'm just speaking hypothetically. I don't know if that's how things have transpired really. But if it is true that Teresa did not invite Donna Marco and um, the Gorga sisters, I think Teresa was wrong for that. Okay, I have to be honest. And that's one thing that I want to do and uh, on this podcast, although I will say it over and over again that I'm a big fan of Teresa, I will not 
um, be dishonest when it comes to my opinion. And, uh, you know, if you say you want to move forward with your family, then do it. If you say that what you care about the most is family, then include your sister-in-law's family in your wedding. And it doesn't really make sense, to be honest with you, because I don't know if you watch, um, there is that new uh, housewife franchise called um, The Real Housewives of Dubai. And uh, anyways, there's that girl, that woman named Cheyenne, and she's like kind of like the star of her show. And um, we have seen quite a bit of her on social media and people just saying that she is a riot. She's a trip. She's so fun to be around. And uh, I believe Jennifer from uh, The Real Housewives of New Jersey kind of met her, invited her over uh, for drinks or something like that, and then invited her to her house. Apparently, all the ladies had such a great time with her. And then, like I think in less than 24 hours, Uh, Teresa said oh my god I like you so much like you gotta come to my wedding and she extended her like a late very late and like invitation to her wedding I believe her wedding was like the next day or a couple days after so how do you make room for Cheyenne a person that you basically just met um, less than 48 hours ago to your wedding but you're not gonna extend an invitation to your sister-in-law's mom that you've known for the past 18, 20 years, right? It doesn't make sense, Teresa. It seems a little petty. It seems a little catty. And it was not necessary. At the end of the day, it is your wedding. You do whatever you want. But one of the things that you probably want to bring in your new relationship is happiness and peace, okay? Uh, it shouldn't matter to this extent, um, you know, just to do things like just to be hurtful at that point. You know what I mean? Your, your beef for all of these years has been with Melissa. And of course, Melissa, we know she came on the show without telling you that has been confirmed uh, and validated by Carlos King, maybe uh, 10 years too late but confirmed and validated regardless, although we all had an inkling that Melissa had come on the show um, without telling Teresa. So, you know, I understand the frustration there. But now, at this point in time, or maybe, you know, in June or whenever the wedding was, I believe that Teresa should have just extended an invitation to Melissa's family as well. So, you know, I understand. I, I I understand how Joe and Melissa can feel. And like I said, you know, although Teresa is my favorite, um, there are times that I can see that Melissa is right in an argument. And there's other times that I can see that Joe is right too. And there's other times that Teresa is right. And there's other times where Ter- Teresa is wrong as well. Right. So that's what makes, that's what makes up a great show is, um, you know, to have all of these different characters and they're not always right all the time and they're not always wrong all the time. So, you know, I find it a little bit surprising to tell you the truth. I find it a little bit surprising that no one (laughs) in Teresa's uh, inner circle has tried to guide her to do the right decision and just say, like even Louis, you know, like and say, you know, you're in a different place. 
you know, you're all namaste now, you know, your fairy tale, like, you know, your story is finally ending in the way that you wanted. You're happy now. You know, you got the house, you got the guy, you got the family, you got the money. So, you know, just do the right thing at this point. Why continue to argue, right? So I'm surprised that Louis didn't push more for that um, and try to have his uh, future wife do the right thing. But, you know, I guess we'll see how things uh, play out on the show once the season air. So I don't know. There's a few um, things that are happening online right now. There's a lot of stuff that, are, you know, are being said through the blogs um, and through um, through all those podcasters. But what I would say is, at the end of the day, I think that Teresa and Melissa, Melissa, Teresa alludes quite often to the fact that, you know, there's a lot of things that we don't know about Melissa or a lot of things that, you know, have happened uh, in their lives that we don't know about, like we as the viewer don't know about. And at this point, I think it would be better for Teresa to, to come forward and say, you know, some of these things, because I, I, I just don't think that it's enough anymore to just say, they came on the show to destroy me. They came on the show without telling me. We know that part already. And uh, it's been 13 seasons. So, you know, we, we've been told this over and over and over. But at this point, I believe that Teresa should fully come out and just say, I do not like Melissa for this reason. And it needs to be a concrete one. Okay. I don't like her because I think this is what she's done to me. Okay, it can no longer be she came on the show to destroy me. She came on the show without telling me. You need to give us a concrete reason why, as to why you cannot move forward with Melissa. Okay, um, because the level of animosity between the sister and laws, like the, the level of an animosity, does not match up like the reason. You know, it doesn't match the reason that we're given. It's like if Teresa would just like come come out and say, I have a problem with Melissa because um, I don't know. She did this or that to my parents. OK, I have a problem with Joe because my parents lost their home because Joe did this with Melissa. Then the viewers would be like, oh, OK, so this is really true. We heard the rumors about this, but. You know, we thought that people were just speculating at this point, but it's actually true. Or if she said, I do not like Melissa because I have proof that she did something to my brother, for instance. I'm not saying that this is true, by the way. I'm just give, I'm just trying to come up with reasons as to why you hate this person. Because if you can't give like a concrete reason other than just like they came on the show to destroy me or they came on the show like behind my back. Then 10 years later, 11 years later, it, it just makes you look like a little bit of a hater, you know, um, to the viewer. And I think after all of this time, we deserve as the viewers, a concrete explanation as to why the two women, um, do not like each other, you know? And I will say this, <clears throat> I will say that when you look at Melissa, it seems like, it seems to me anyways, you know, um, 
that she has the ability to move forward, that she actually wants to have a relationship with her sister-in-law. Um, but it's not happening on the other side. Okay. Um, Teresa will say out of her mouth, we're good now. Um, you know, family above everything. Um, I'm not holding any grudges, but her body language will say something different. When she looks at Melissa, you can see that she's upset about something, that there's more to the story. And no, I'm not going to say that Teresa is jealous of Melissa because I don't believe that. I've said that before. I don't believe that Teresa is jealous of Melissa at all. Um, again, I consider Teresa a very beautiful woman. I thought she, she was beautiful um, before the plastic surgeries. Um, now she has them. I think she's beautiful too. Um, she has a great body. She's very fit. She's successful. So I don't think it's a jealousy thing. Okay. Teresa's the top dog on her show. So, you know, I, I don't think she's afraid of the spotlight either, like, or for her, her light to dim because of Melissa. Right. But, um, and again, like I said before, I believe that Teresa is friends with a lot of beautiful, gorgeous women. So I, I really don't think it's a jealousy thing. I think it's uh, deeper than this. Okay. I think that Teresa has uh, kept her mouth shut over the years, not to necessarily expose her brother and his wife. Not to say that there's something to be exposed here, but I'm just saying like, let's just say not um, airing her like their dirty laundry in the in a public display okay maybe that's like a, f a better statement but um yeah so i just feel like over the years Teresa has kept quiet as as to why she hates melissa and i think that after you know all of this time of being on the show together the producers should really you know interject intervene and say ladies we need some content here and people deserve to know why you don't like melissa okay like you need to come up with the real story now like we're ready for it like yesterday <laughs> and um you know this is the season is already filmed obviously so it's already wrapped up um and it will air sometime in february but I'm curious to see how things will really transpire next season uh, for Melissa. If you, if you look online and you listen to Kim D and David Yontaf or to uh, Up and Adam or Kempire, you know, there's like a lot of allegations that um, Melissa is kind of nervous and stressed out for um, next season, you know, for her spot on the show because you know just beyond we just have to be honest that her her uh, you know storyline basically has always been connected to Teresa and her relationship with her brother with uh, Teresa's brother her husband and Teresa so it will be interesting to see how Melissa Gorga exists within the Real Housewives franchise without a connection to Teresa because at this point, from what we've heard, there is no relationship, okay? There's no relationship between the siblings. There's no relationship between the women. So it's going to be hard. It's going to be very hard to tape a show with, um, 
you, you know, without them. Like, I don't know how they're going to be able to do this. Like, is it going to be like Teresa's going to invite the ladies and not invite Melissa? At the end of the day, I think that that's kind of like, you know, um, catty a little bit because at the end of the day for us, it's entertainment, but for them, it's their job. So one of the requirements of the job is to be able to um, play in the sandbox with other people, <laughs> whether you like them or not, right? And if you don't have the ability to do that, then what does that mean? I don't think it's fair for Teresa to say, I will not film with Melissa, therefore she loses her spot on the show because I won't film with her, okay? I think you need to be able to move past things. And I think one of the persons that is um, the best at doing it, at doing it is Margaret. Margaret can ha have an argument with someone and not like the person, um, i.e. Jennifer, i.e. Danielle, and Danielle Stab, um, but um, she can coexist, you know, with them. Um, if they have a scene that they have to film together with each other, you know, Margaret is able to just coexist within that scene. She doesn't have to be best friends with her. Um, she doesn't have to like being around that person, but she, you know, you can still see them within the same frame. I don't know if Teresa will be able to do that with Melissa. I think Melissa will be able to do that with Teresa without any problems, but I don't think that Teresa will be able to film a scene with Joe and with Melissa on the show, uh, with the level of tension that they currently have. So someone needs to talk to the women, to Teresa and say, Hey, can you work with your sister-in-law even though you don't like her? Like, after all, you haven't really liked her all of these years. So the difference now is that you really don't have to interact with her that much, but we still need to be able to film some scenes together when the whole cast is part of, right? Uh, part of it. So um, I'm also very, very interested in seeing how how Melissa moves uh, in the next season without Teresa. I think at this point, it's almost, you know, it's it's going to be less toxic. You know, it's going to be less, less toxic for her because she doesn't have to prove herself to her sister-in-law anymore, okay? She doesn't have to side with Teresa if she doesn't agree with her. She doesn't have to leave uh, a party because Teresa threw a fit at someone or someone said something mean to her sister-in-law and then she's like, okay, family, be, you know, before everything, before anything, so I have to leave with my sister. Like, there's not going to be that level of tension anymore. Now Teresa can have her own fights and Melissa can just watch and just be like, I'm not doing anything. I'm not leaving. I'm, I don't have a problem with these people. Like, we don't have a relationship. So I think, I think it would be a good opportunity to see how Melissa evolves in that uh atmosphere without the pr the constant pressure of having to back up her sister-in-law i'm not saying that she's always backed up Teresa. i'm just saying that the expectation of backing her up was always there and the expectation of joe backing up Teresa was always there okay there's countless of scenes and evidence um confirming this you know um, even last season, you know, you need to straighten Margaret out. If you don't like, you're not going to have a relationship with me. You know, you need to tell Tracy to shut up because if you don't, you're not going to have a relationship with me. And then it's like, Hey, you stayed with Jennifer. If I did this to you, you would have a problem with me. So you understand, like, I'm, I'm just saying it's not having the siblings 
have like a, a relationship will remove some of that pressure on Joe and on Melissa. And then maybe we'll get to see a little bit more of who they are as people. Okay. And um, maybe they can bring, you know, other people around them that are not, um, you know, connected to Teresa at that point. You know what I mean? And we'll see, you know, how they evolve on the show. So, Danielle, speaking of bringing other people on the show, I think Danielle, which is um, the ghost from Christmas past, <laughs> has come on social media. And I think she was um, responding to a question that someone had. And she was basically saying, I am willing to go back to the show if Bravo is willing to pay me so I can basically uh, tell the truth about Melissa and Joe and how they got on the show and all of that. Danielle is funny because every time Danielle says, I'm not returning on the show. If I do, it's not going to be on this franchise. I'm done with Housewives of New Jersey. You'll never see me there. Eventually, a few years <laughs> passes and we hear from Danielle again. Danielle is ready to come back. You know, she wants to stir up some drama. Personally, I think that Danielle is great TV. Um, I would love to see her back on the show. Um, I think that she needs, like, unless Danielle has, like, you know, the the smoking gun uh, in her possession. Uh, I, I, honestly, I'm not interested in just hearing, like, oh, Melissa, you contacted me through Facebook and you wanted to come on the show and this. Like, we need evidence. Like, you need to show and pull up your receipts, Danielle. So, you know, um, we'll wait. <laughs> we'll wait for the producers to contact you next season and see if you want to just, you know, blow the whole lid off. But in the meantime, go into that drawer and, you know, look for those receipts because we need to see them. We need to see in concrete what happened, how Melissa contacted you. You know, we need proof and it needs to be like very revealing and something that we don't already know. Because other than that, I feel like, you know, we kind of beat that dead horse. The, the horse is dead. <laughs> it's been dead for a few seasons now. So unless you have like some, you know, unknown information, um, you know, some like dynamite, we're not interested. You know, it, it needs to be like something like really explosive um, to bring you back on the show, you know? Other than that, who else would you like to see back on the show? I don't know. For me, I think, I don't know. I would love to see, well, she's not a housewife, but I would love to see Kim D. I feel like Kim D has the power to bring what we need to the show. And I will tell you why. I feel like Kim D knows a lot about everyone. Um, she seems to be very well known in, you know, New Jersey, New York. Um, you know, she has her boutique or I'm not sure if she still has a boutique, but she had her boutique. She was doing all of these fa fashion shows. You know, she was or is still is connected to the life. Uh, as she likes to say, you know, she plays with the big boys in the sandbox. So, you know, I think it would be very interesting to see Kim D come back on the show. And I will tell you why. I think that Kim D knows some stuff uh, when it comes to the relationship between Joe, Teresa, and Melissa. Um, Kim D could be, um, you know, a little bit of an ally to um, Teresa. 
she could also be an ally to Melissa. I know for a fact that Kim D is friends with Dolores. She's admitted to it. Dolores is admitted to it. And if you follow them on social media, you know, they do little things together. They go to events. They wish each other happy birthday, things like that. Right. So and they speak on the phone on a regular basis. So I think it would be interesting to bring Kim D as part of the group, she doesn't have to be made a housewife, but they need to bring her back as a friend of, okay, as a friend of somebody, okay? And that would be interesting to see how this transpires um, between the women, because there is tension between Teresa and Kim D. There is a little bit of tension between Melissa and Joe and Kim D, although I believe they kind of made up a little bit i'm not sure if they have like a relationship but i think there has been a little bit of a truth there but dolores and kim d are friends and dolores i i find that dolores on the show kind of stays under the radar okay um it's cool like you know she's level-headed she has frank her kids are awesome beautiful accomplished um dolores always seems to say the right thing but at the end of the at the end of the day, I find that they don't challenge her enough. Okay, it's like she maintains the status quo on the show. She's never truly challenged when it comes to her relationships, right? So they need to bring somebody like Kim D that you know will have a ball with Dolores, I guess. But then you know that Teresa is not going to be a fan of that, and we need to see. Um, you know, how deep is the relationship or the friendship between Teresa and Dolores? You know, will Dolores choose um, Teresa? Will she choose Kim D? Because um, I, I find that Dolores looks like she knows a lot of things too. You know, even the last, uh, you know, not the last season, but like a few seasons ago, um, when Kim D was spewing all of these rumors about Teresa and Teresa's husband and all of that, and uh, Dolores was walking in the fashion show with Siggy. Um, I believe Kim D was talking and saying, oh, you know, the rumors, like Teresa's out every night and all of that. Ter Dolores says something like the words that are coming out of her mouth are, oh, of course, no. Joe is the only man she ever loved. But her face says something different. If you pay attention to Dolores's um, body language I think Dolores is not being completely honest all the time with her words she does the right thing loyalty 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 but she always has this look where it's kind of like yeah I could tell more and I know more but you know I'm not gonna do that and I'm not sure if she's not doing that because she is so loyal to Teresa because I don't know you know the women have known each other for a long time but I don't actually believe that the friendship that they have is as strong as they're trying to portray it on the show you know I don't think it's that deep I really don't I believe that um Dolores might be closer to Margaret might be closer to Caroline I don't think Dolores is that close to Teresa I don't think they call each other like that you know like that's just the feeling that I got you know, like I, I don't know for a fact, but if you look at the show, 
for example, when Dolores, um, when she um, broke up with David, she didn't even tell Teresa. She told Teresa, like, uh, I think weeks later on the beach at the Jersey Shore, Teresa was texting. And then she said, oh, I broke up with uh, David, blah, blah, blah. Teresa wasn't even paying attention. And then she kind of repeated it. And then Teresa said, what, what, how come you didn't call me? Well, you know what I mean? I mean, if you're close to someone, you're going to tell them I broke up. I broke up with my boyfriend of five years, but Teresa didn't even know that. So how close can they really be? I question that. And if you recall, Kim D at some point, uh, I think it was the last season that she appeared on the show. She came to the reunion and, um, she said, you know, to Teresa, you change friends like you change underwear. You know, you think your friends are disposable. And um, Teresa asked something like, oh, Dolores, you know, like I'm friends with Dolores. And, and she's like, well, that relationship is shaky. And then Dolores was like, no, no, Kim, don't say that. She's my friend, you know. I don't know. Why would Kim D say that? Why does Kim D have the, is on the was under the impression that the relationship was shaky. So she must know little things from Dolores, you know, that are not filmed, that are not on camera, that the viewers do not know about. So I think Kim D would be the best um, contender to come back on the show. Okay, and just stir things up a little bit. Forget about Danielle. Danielle has come back so many times. Although I like her, she's great TV. I just I just don't want her to bring back the same drama that we've seen over the past season. I need some new drama at this point. So Kim D, come on the show and start stirring up things with the women between Dolores, Teresa, Melissa. And let's see what happens. So um, before I wrap up, I just wanted to um, touch base on... Um, Joju dies. So, um, you know, a few a few weeks ago, I believe, uh, he came on the show, um, the podcast Namaste Bitches with Melissa Fister and Teresa, and uh, what a beautiful interview it was. Like, I'm always happy to hear from Joju Dice. I've always liked him on the show. Thought it was a great character. Not always the best husband, but you know that's none of my business. I, definitely a great father. And, uh, you know, I feel like I always felt like it was sad for him to be deported back to Italy. I do not understand and still do not see what was the point of that. Um, you know, he, he, he did something wrong, obviously. Um, they gave him almost four years in jail. So he paid his dues at this point. I don't understand how you want to separate a man from his family. He has four beautiful daughters. He has... He had a wife at that point, even though the relationship was, you know, not doing very well. He still needs to be a father to those kids. So those kids had been through a lot. The, the decision to just deport him never made sense to me. So now he's kind of like between Italy and Bahamas at the same time. And uh, because Italy's too far, he's not you know, he doesn't want his girls to travel so far to see him. So he goes to Bahamas, spends some time there with the girls. So it's always great to see them all together, uh, to see their father. So I truly believe that Joe belongs to, uh, America. People make mistakes. 
Um, you know, I'm not saying that what he did or what he was accused of or guilty of is not, um, doesn't have any significance, but you know, unless you hurt, you know, women, seniors, children, um, or, or do something really despicable. I don't believe that the deportation made sense at that point. And, um, I've heard, I think it was sometime in, in 2021 that judge Salas, the judge who had sentenced Teresa and Joe, um, at the time, I believe her son, she's a judge and I believe her son got, um, murdered in her home which is very sad. Um, but I think she said something like to the effect of, you know, now I'm separated from my son. Right. And it's horrible. And I just think that, you know, the feeling of being separated from your parents when you need them at such a, you know, you always need your parents. It doesn't matter if you're young or old or whatever, you always need your parents. So, the void that she feels in her heart is probably the same void that they feel by not having their father around and the same void that Joe feels by not having his daughters around. So I really, really hope that someone is listening. Someone is reading these letters that these girls and Louie are writing, um, to have Joe come back to America. I think that would be a nice way to wrap the story and, uh, you know, just have a, a family that has been through so much reunited.